to it. Oh, man. I feel like a lot of that material is gone, but it was it just primed us for what's going to come because it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. The so dog's not worried about it. The dog's stepping on my jokes and everything. I've been, been waiting uh. to, uh, to use that one, but that's all right. It's all good. They were, like, on time, too. It was like you would get to the punchline, and they uh. would be like, bark, bark. Yep. And you'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, I just didn't quite hear what he even said. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> They're hecklers, that's what they are. Oh, man, dicks. You're raising yep. a couple of dicks. Yep. Speaking of a couple of dicks, these two yep. dicks finally came up with a name for the show. <laughs> yes, and, we did. And uh, we decided to name it Let's Talk About Stuff, where yes. uh, we talk about stuff, which is very exciting. That's what we do, pretty much. That's what we do anyway, so. so. Yeah. <laughs> the simplest and most logical uh, way to go, I think. You know, we had some funny names out there, too, but I, I don't know. I kind of like this one a lot, just because it's like we... We, we kind of just are aiming for our normal conversations and just recording them, and that's kind of how we talk. It's like, hey, let's talk about this stuff or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's a good good jumping off point, I would say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that'll be our title from now on, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. Until we get sued because somebody else has it somewhere <laughs> I didn't think to look. But as of right now, I think we're good. <laughs> I, I checked around. I think we're good. I thought that you had uh, checked that one out, but if not, that's okay. I did, yeah. I checked all kinds of different places, but you know, if somebody bigger than us comes along and decides they want it, then I'm that pretty sure true. they're going to uh, take it from us. Because <laughs> we're the small guys and we don't have the money. Yep. Damn it. Yep. So I guess if, this again. if you are listening to this and you're not either me or Steven, best thing to do is yep. tell your friends, recommend this podcast to them, and yep. uh, that way... When we get sued later down the road, we're going to be like, hey, we have like six listeners, including yeah. us, that uh, want us to keep the name. We so. have a following. Right. <laughs> Not yet. Right. But that's what, that's what we will say. It's, it's building to that. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we also have an amazing logo that you designed, which I fucking love so much and I looked at it all day long because it's <laughs> us as cartoons. Yep. I've, I've drawn myself as a cartoon before, but uh, yes. never never you. Uh, I figure I will get to, oh, all, to all my friends at a certain point, but uh, you are certainly one of the first. I don't think I've even drawn my wife. So Good. Yeah. Because I'm the one that counts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you'll talk to me about uh, superhero movies. Um, she doesn't like yeah. to, so I guess that's where the bread is buttered on that more. one. Yeah. Well, um, if she wanted to have a cartoon version of herself, she should have done a podcast with you along. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So don't give her any ideas, though. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Hopefully I won't. Uh, yeah. She won't even listen to this, I'm sure, so no. she won't even know. Hasn't, hasn't even seen the logo art yet, so that's good. <laughs> she still hasn't? Nope. You know, to be, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not sure she knows I live here. <laughs> she certainly doesn't know we have a podcast. No. Has no idea. Nope. No. Even though she just left the room. Yep. She blanked out and just went to do her thing because she's like whatever I don't even care what you're doing I've got a neuralizer that I hit her with oh cool okay yeah that's nice I always tell her so you can do uh, whatever a weather anomaly so So anytime you want to like go out drinking or uh, really just do whatever you want Mm -hmm. which is probably 
reading comics, I assume. <laughs> right, yeah. You yep. can use that, and she'll be none the wiser. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just go lay in the guest bathtub and have myself a, uh, a nice read. Nice, relaxing read. <laughs> it's the only time you can finally get in the bath with your candles mm-hmm. and your comic books, and it's just relaxing. Yeah. I don't just put any water in the tub, but I do put bath salts, if that makes any sense. <laughs> My skin is bath very salts. dry. Very dry. You get... Oh, that sounds pretty awful, actually. Do <laughs> yeah. you still you like rub it in? Yeah, I think I have eczema now. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> this conversation's taking a turn. So, yeah. Second podcast. New name. New logo. Feeling good about things. And, uh... It's a fresh number two. <laughs> Speaking of... We're here to yeah. talk about Wonder Woman. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> That's a hell of a segue. All right, I don't really... I don't feel that strongly about it, honestly. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. It's just not as great as people are making it out to be. It's definitely overhyped. Yes. Which uh, is why I have to make jokes about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not how we truly feel, therefore it is funny. Um, yeah. And, and tone people down. Yeah. And both you and I are feminists. We're both progressive. Um, so yes. we're both, I think, uh, excited to hear that there was a female-led like blockbuster movie that was doing so well. Yes. And then we saw the movie, <laughs> and <laughs> it, was not, it did not live up to that amount of hype, I don't think. It's, it really didn't. And that's why I, I think I have to be so openly critical about it. Because I feel like a lot of people are just accepting that, and they're like, it is a good movie, and it is the, f- like, sort of first of its kind. It's, like, among the movies coming out now, especially in the uh, Marvel and the DC movies and stuff, mm-hmm. that there's not a lot of female-driven stuff, and they're doing better with that, or they're doing better with characters, and they have, you know, movies upcoming and stuff. But, I mean, we talk a lot about how we wish there was a uh, Black Widow movie and it's like, that series has been going on for a long time. Like, that cinematic universe is huge. Why is there not a Black Widow movie? And the fourth movie in the DCEU, they come out with one. So it's like, right. I want to praise that. Mm-hmm. I just think they, it's not as good as people are accepting that just because it's really good and it's a kind of first of its kind. Right. And I think one important thing to point out is that Wonder Woman was clearly the best thing in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yeah. Like I, when I the saw a little her, bit that I've allowed myself to remember. Yes, <laughs> you blocked it out. Your yeah. brain has just completely scabbed over that damage. Uh, pr- pretty much, yeah. <laughs> or the alcohol I was drinking to get through it. I'm not sure. Um, but in Batman versus Superman, like her scenes, and she's not in it very much, but there towards the end, yeah. like her fight scene, it was. I, I liked it. Um, I didn't necessarily care about any of the characters in it but I thought it was neat to see her kind of on the big screen finally and uh, and fighting a giant CGI troll monster but uh, I so I I was therefore excited about her getting her own movie and being able to expand her story a little bit Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a as we've mentioned in the previous episode I'm a big comics reader so I'm familiar with some of her lore anyway but she's not um something I've consistently read over the years. But um, otherwise, I was, you know, I was fine with them retelling her origin because to the masses out there, they don't really know anything about her. Um, And I did think that it was interesting that the 
the story goes back and is set in the World War One era, which we don't see too much of in, in cinema. Yeah. But, uh, or get in most stories of any kind, really. They always jump to World War Two, but um, I, I like that idea of it. I just have problems with the execution of it. Yeah. Yeah, and overall, like, I'm okay with, like, I think World War One is not as, um, even though it's, like, a, an honest travesty of, of epic proportions, um, I think our generation, you know, kind of grew up with movies of World War Two, and that was, like, so romanticized, and the, you don't see a lot of World War One, so it was kind of interesting to see that, because you don't see it a lot. Yeah. And the different types of fighting, like, they really did call into attention the mustard gas and the trench warfare and stuff and the hell of that and everything, but... Um, yeah, so many other parts of it, though, just don't really live up to what they could be. And although that's cool and everything, I don't think they utilized a lot of that stuff either. Um, so I don't know, like, there's a lot of different aspects of the movie that I just don't really think that most people... Most people, like, liked it a lot more than I did. And I, I really did allow myself to kind of nitpick things, I know. But uh, I wanted it to be really good. Right. <laughs> and, wasn't quite there for me. Sure, sure. But, uh, um, well, tell you what, let's uh, let's start with the uh, like the story synopsis overall, and then we can kind of expand on it from there. Maybe talk about the cast. Yeah. Um, so on the uh, on the story, um, it's uh, Wonder Woman is really uh, Diana of Themyscira. Um, she's raised on an island that's full of warrior women. There's no men whatsoever, um, and She's raised from birth to what, I guess, be a princess there. But she, what she really wants to do is be one of the warriors, but her mother won't let her do so. Um, eventually, there's an American pilot named Steve Trevor who accidentally comes across the island. And through that, Diana learns of the war and sets out with Steve to help fight the war, uh, becoming Wonder Woman in the process. Um, there's some other stuff in there about the god Ares, uh, uh, the god of war, and uh, kind of what his deal is, but I'm, I'm a little bit hazy on it. I was rereading the <laughs> Wikipedia page today about it and uh, to try to remember, and it yeah, said something about, <laughs> about him, because I'm not the only one, uh, yeah. about him <laughs> trying to... He didn't really start the war like she thinks, but he is going along with it and helping move it along just to help is wipe that, out humanity. Is that and, how it was? <laughs> yeah, that's... that's I guess I'm still confused <laughs> about his role and why we have wars. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, yeah, he wanted to just push the war along, let humanity wipe itself out, and then somehow uh, bring back uh, Eden, I guess, or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of world peace in, in some way, which... It doesn't really make sense for a god of war it, to want that, but it was all very confusing. It yeah, well, and that yeah. might be mythology that's out. I don't know if anything that like that is based on any old mythology, but it didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> really, really didn't. Um, and I, yeah, I had some some uh, nits to pick about that as well. But yeah, um, yeah. So that's kind of the the general synopsis. She goes back with Steve to. London, and there's a a cast of um, characters that she meets there, and yeah, goes off to fight a war and fights another CGI monster. Oh uh, man, that's what we always want. 
And we lose That's another. That's what we act- get most of the time. <laughs> right. And we uh, lose another actor named Chris to a fatal plane wreck. Yeah, I don't think, oh I don't man, think he's I coming back, though. I have a lot to talk about that. Yeah, and I hope I, I put in my notes, uh, he died, in quotes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really don't think he's coming back from what I've seen and heard or whatever. Like, it really seemed like that was kind of final. So, yeah. Hopefully that's true. Um, All right. Uh, so do you yeah. want to run through the through the cast? Yeah, I have just a few of them. Okay. Um, so Wonder Woman or Diana Prince uh, was played by Gal Gadot, um, who I really liked. Uh, we'll get into, I guess, a lot of this when we get more into our discussion, but I thought she was really good Wonder Woman. I was kind of wondering your opinions about her in general, just as, as Wonder Woman, for what you do know of the comic book lore and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she was somebody I would have thought or I, I would have picked myself to cast Wonder Woman uh, the only thing I really knew her from was some of the fra- the Fast and Furious movies uh, she oh, played okay. a character in that, that. <laughs> yeah in, uh, in I think <laughs> number four five and six um, but I, I do actually like her as Wonder Woman I think they did a yeah. good job and a lot of her charm comes through and I just wish the rest of the movie could kind of keep up with that the charm that she has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I think she was a, a good, uh, a well-cast Wonder Woman. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, she seemed pretty good. I, I read a thing about whenever, on the Wikipedia today, from, uh, I just forgot his name, the guy, the director of uh, Zack Snyder, the director oh, yeah. of Batman v Superman, when he cast her, and he was talking about her, like, you know, strength and her beauty and her, um, in real life, she's like a very, like, nice person calm soul and everything like that and that kind of fits like the character so he like just kind of felt overall it was a good choice mm-hmm. and I thought that kind of came through she just she had a lot of qualities that were really good for that role I think yeah uh, I agree. And Steve Trevor is played by Chris Pine another Chris playing another Steve <laughs> yep. in a World War movie with planes which we'll get into again later <laughs> but uh, but I thought he was really good I always loved Chris Pine um, he's charming also and I thought this role yes. was really good for that and he, he was good for it yes totally agree um and then I, I don't really have many of the people i have just some of the general ones because I, I might need to remember them later but mm-hmm. you just want to jump into our thoughts and everything basically sure sure yeah now i've split mine up into pros and cons and unfortunately i've got more cons Ooh, like than, that. than pros yeah um two of those pros were what we just discussed uh, uh gal and chris playing their respective characters um they were both great I just kind of wish they were in a, a different movie or a movie that was more consistent with those yeah. two characters. Um, one of the other pros I've got down is uh, I thought uh, Wonder Woman's costume looks great. Like some of the action scenes that she gets in, um, I thought it might look a little bit cheesy, but I think the the combination of whoever their stunt woman was and then mm-hmm. some of the... I guess it would be like the the color correcting for some of the scenes, even though it's kind of a darker film. The yeah, red, gold, and blue still popped a little bit more so than in you know any of the other DC extended universe films to this yeah so far. Um, and I I would certainly go as as far as saying this is the best DCEU film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by that's, far. That's a, that's a pretty safe <laughs> bet. Um, and yeah. I I've still have never seen Suicide Squads, but I feel comfortable saying that oh, this is yeah. probably the best one. Um, 
And uh, another good thing is uh, that this is a, uh, a female-led and a female-directed uh, blockbuster film, which has broken mm. several different records, so good for them. Uh, even though this particular movie wasn't my cup of tea, you know, that's still a great thing for cinema yeah. and, and art overall, so good job for and them. And you know, it's on that kind of note, too, uh, I, I have a lot to say about your different points there, but I want to jump in real quick and just say that, again, like, you and I are saying, like, this movie is, like, I think you're saying, too, like, this movie's good, it's just not great, maybe, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to take anything away, though, from all of the the girls and women out there that have looked at this and they're like, finally, we have our movie, and then yep. they take some something from it, whatever, inspiration or strength or just in, you know, enjoyment, whatever, that they finally have something that represents them. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly don't want to take away from that because I applaud that. That's awesome that, that this director put this out and, um, you know, they're getting so much praise because they should. It's just that, like, now that we're here, okay, yeah, let's prove to the studios we can do more of these. Let's do them better, though. I think it's kind of, like, our goal Yeah, uh, for, for what we want, you know? Right, yeah, and I, I agree. Hopefully some of these issues are... Um no longer issues by the time they get to the the yeah. next Wonder Woman movie, which I'm sure they will have going here pretty soon. Yeah, um, yeah. And then so you I, have more on the pros list. I do. I have one more. <laughs> and, Excellent. Uh, that is that it starts from Diana's perspective, and this kind of goes hand in hand with one of my cons in that um, young Diana at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I when I saw her on the screen, I was like, oh no, this is not going to be good. Like. Um, I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the child actor or the directing, but I, yeah, it it seems super cheesy to me that the it was whole so cheesy area with her like pretending to play fight on the mound above the other warriors, um, and then when she fell off that cliff and then she fell, her body fell straight down instead of kind of wiggling like a natural <laughs> body would and. I, that whole scene kind of bothered me, but I did appreciate yeah. that the movie starts from Diana's perspective. And I, I think what we see a lot of times in movies with where a character goes and discovers another race of people or another world or something like that, it will follow that traveler. So in that case, that would be Steve. Mm-hmm. And I could see in another universe where the movie picks up with Steve, you know, running from battle and then he's in his boat and he eventually comes across the mascara and a fully adult Wonder Woman. I'm glad they didn't do that as much as I dislike Mm -hmm. the, the young Diana scene. I do appreciate that. It starts from her perspective and allows her to kind of grow up before our eyes. And that way, when she sees an actual human man for the first time, there's a little bit more of an impact. And it does solidify her as the lead character in the in the film. No, that's a great point uh, on lots of fronts. Um, I was reading the, the Wikipedia today about whenever Joss Whedon was involved with making a Wonder Woman movie mm-hmm. years ago, and he wrote a script for it. And they talked about, uh, when it was leaked after this one, um, Steve Trevor was the like the narrator for it he was like you know the, that's like the usual thing like you said it's like he's the visitor so he's like the audience oh really uh, surrogate you know like coming in so that was like Joss Whedon's take on it and I I didn't really think about it for this movie but I agree with you that I think it's better to follow it from her point and I, I feel like that was lost on me watching the movie though 
because I was so out of it from that little girl's performance <laughs> that I just like couldn't, I was just like, I can't handle this right now. I don't want to watch this. And so it didn't even like really strike me, but I, I totally get it. And that makes sense that it's, it kind of leads you into her world. And then she's the one seeing everything for the first time. It gets you on, you know, you're the audience with her because she's new to the world, not right. the world's new to her. I think that's, yeah, that's interesting. That's good. Mm-hmm. And it's a so kudos to them. Yeah. And it's not something I would have necessarily picked up on until kind of reflecting on the movie today, you know, taking notes about things I, I, uh, I wanted to talk about, but yeah, that's something that definitely stood out to me as, um, you know, women are not aliens. They certainly deserve <laughs> the, the right and respect of being like, Hey, here's a movie that's squarely focused on our gender and we're going to start that way from the beginning, even though, you know, it, it's, uh, well, our, I'll save that for spoilers, but uh, <laughs> um, it's a, a, a different type of, of woman, let's say, not necessarily just straight up human females. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so I, I, one of my notes actually was uh, about that little girl. I, I put dumb little girl. <laughs> running around and play fighting <laughs> and the effects looked awful I'm so glad because it looked like a bunch of fake women fighting on fake grass mm-hmm. I remember like when she's watching them fight they're like all like <laughs> rolling around and the grass has like no movement to it at all like they're not really walking on it and it was just like ugh yeah and, and, and when you say fake grass you don't mean like astroturf you mean like CGI yeah, like Grassy. either CGI or like it was also a real grass that they shot, and these are real people they shot on green screen, and they put them <laughs> together for some reason instead of just shooting them on grass. Yeah, and it just didn't look good. I will say, uh, kind of to seniors too, like it has like the, it's definitely like a tweaked color palette where mm-hmm. they've they like up the contrast and the saturation a little bit and stuff, mm-hmm. and the island looks gorgeous. It does. Yeah. Um, and I liked all that kind of stuff. And the movie overall, even when it's, like, dirty and stuff, it's it's still, like, a lighter tone than the other DCEU movies, mm-hmm. EU movies, and um, especially, like, Batman v Superman and stuff. So I like that they, like, kind of stay in the same range, so you know they're in the same universe, but they were, like, with the tone of, like, the comedy and stuff and what they knew they needed to do to, like, kind of correct course, they also, uh, you know, helped that with the tone of the color in the movie, and kind of makes it look lighter, and it's like, okay, this is going to be an enjoyable movie, too. Right. So I liked that. But the I thought that the effects throughout the movie were really shaky. Like, sometimes they were really good, and sometimes they were really bad, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, the little girl running around, those people kind of bothered me. The, the third act, so the effects were kind of lame. Yeah. But then other parts are really good, so. Yeah, I, I one of the notes I've got here is that... Uh, the CGI Diana looked obviously fake. Like in, yeah. uh, in that uh, No Man's Land scene when she finally makes it to the village, Ugh. she's yeah. you know jumping around on top of rooftops and whatnot and yeah, plowing yeah, through yeah. through walls, which I think is as an idea is awesome. It shows how powerful she is and how great of a fighter. But the actual special effect itself, it hits that uncanny valley to where my mm-hmm. mind is like, oh, this is this is weird. This looks weird. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know why they push in so close on some of those shots, too. Like, yeah. if it's going to be a CGI human, and it's not like she wears a mask or has a, like, fully, like, head-to-toe costume to wear it's something that you can kind of cheat a little bit. It's clearly yeah. a human with 
a very kind of skimpy and small costume on. Mm-hmm. So I, I would think that some of those shots might look okay in the background, but not so great up close. Yeah. And it depends on, like, the director and the, you know, effects director and that mm-hmm. comp- the companies involved and everything. But some movies can do things at the same time. They can release, like, the same year and they can look so much better than other ones. And mm-hmm. for some reason, um, some of these, yeah, just didn't quite cut it. Um, whereas, like... I think a lot of it is it's like the human versus the actual like full costume because Spider-Man all that stuff looked really great and it's like mm-hmm. what what was different about it and it's like when you're in a costume you can like it looks cleaner it looks better just like cartoons like CG cartoons yep. just look really good um, and some movies with effects and stuff don't look as good in the same time period you know yeah that's but, true uh, yeah I think that too uh, also you talked about our costume which I thought was really cool looking and I thought it, it made sense it looked kind of realistic for their world and them coming into the to our world and everything like her yeah. growing up on an island with a bunch of uh, warrior women that Zeus created it's kind of like okay cool that's what they would wear I get right. that <laughs> right. um, but then I, I, it makes me think and I've had a I was talking to my brother about this when we, because he and I saw the movie together and um, I still just have a problem with these like boob plates I'm going to call them instead of brush plates because they are definitely yeah. boob plates mm-hmm. um, and the short skirt like I get that that's her costume and every movie like Marvel movies have problems with this too like Wonder Woman's costume or not Wonder Woman uh, Black Widow's costume is obviously you know sexual or whatever and skimpy yeah. and stuff and like unzips always and everything but um, this movie was like championed to be for women and I was like there was just a lot of weird shots that it just still felt like gratuitous when you're making armor yeah gratuitous like when you're making armor do you really need to shape out the boobs that it's going over or can you (laughs) just protect them with regular armor you probably just protect them and there's some weird like the jumping around in the skirts and stuff like that I just kind of felt was like I like it sure it looks cool but I don't really need it in this movie like maybe you guys could do a little better than that so Mm -hmm. I it's hard because it's her classic costume, but I go back and forth on it. Yeah, it, it has to be tough for somebody who, um, especially who doesn't like really read the comics or yes, all of that stuff. You know, it's a, a lot to to chew on because it is less practical, but also you want it to resemble the character a little bit. Mm-hmm. And actually, in the comics, she doesn't have a a skirt. I mean, she does now, just to kind of help with the synergy of the hmm. the movie and everything. But uh, before, it was just kind of like. Um, like bikini briefs almost you know mm. it was like a, a form fitting type thing so that's right I yeah, think yeah. that was her or their way of getting around her wearing just a, essentially a bathing suit for the, the rest of the movie so this is actually covered up this is her covered up a little you, bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could say yeah they've, they've got a, a version or two out there where she wears like pants uh, like dark yeah. blue pants and I'm sure somebody could have come up with something uh, on that but um, I think as as an overall aesthetic, um, it, it looked okay. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you on some of those gratuitous shots. I'm like, who is this? Who is this for? Like, yeah, you know? like if you're gonna champion it for women, then maybe you don't need all that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I don't know, just something that I thought about, and um, my brother and I had talked about it afterwards because there were just some weird scenes where they kind of called attention to it, and um, felt like maybe they're you know they're trying to play, you know 
to what the comic character is, but mm-hmm. I don't really know all that stuff, like you said. So yeah. that's one thing I was wondering about is, uh, and it's got, I'm glad you brought up the skirt thing, and they kind of added that and changed it, but um, with her costume and it not being really practical, like you were saying, I was really confused uh, about her powers, and this kind of also goes back to what you were saying with her like running through walls and buildings and stuff. Yeah, I still don't really know what she can do. I guess it's just because she's like the the daughter of Zeus. We find out, but it's kind of like there's that scene where she's on the island and she just like jumps across the chasm mm-hmm. to that tower and just starts finger punching the bricks <laughs> to climb up it. And I was just kind of like, where did this come from? Though, like. Is this her testing out her skills like Spider-Man jumps across a building? Yep. And I'm still... Uh, can you, like, explain, like, what are her powers? Is her skin bulletproof or is it just the bracelets? Like, okay. hit me with so, the details. Yes. So uh, I'm so glad you brought up the, the Spider-Man comparison where he jumps across the rooftops. Because what, in that scene, that's exactly where my mind went. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but you're right. In the way she did it is... I, I can't tell if she knew that she could do that or not. So that, that part was a little bit confusing, yes. but, you know, I just kind of went with it. Um, okay. So, okay, so Wonder Woman is uh, one of the, the strongest DC characters out there. Um, I, I think maybe on par with Superman, or pretty close to, anyway. Um, cool. And then she's a, um, an actual warrior, so she has, you know, all these incredible fighting skills, um, she's been trained with all kinds of different weaponry and whatnot. Um, so she's probably one of the most fierce characters in the DC universe, but she's also very compassionate. So she's, you know, not out there just like punching people and, uh, taking the roller yeah. skates or whatever. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because people still wear roller skates. <laughs> Good Lord. Classic Wonder Woman comic storyline. Emily knows it. <laughs> She punches someone out of the roller skates and takes them. Coming 2018. It's a big event series. Um, but no, she herself is not bulletproof. Her bracelets are. Uh, her, her bracelets okay. that she wears on her forearms. Um, at least that's the continuity in the, in the comics. But they change it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sure. overall, it's just her, her bracelets that she can block bullets with. I don't know how she does it because she has to move super quick. <laughs> But she does. So um, she's fast as well. She's fast as well. Um, she, in different versions of her comics, she can fly, sometimes glide. Sometimes she can only fly mm. using her invisible jet, which I'm sad we didn't get to see this time. But also, we didn't have a lot of I'll, jets <laughs> back in World War One. That's true. That's true. Mainly just like actual planes. I want to see them pull that off in a modern movie her flying around in an invisible jet because I just can't imagine it making sense in this like real world, you know? Yeah, I know. It's it's so be interesting. The DCEU is like so gritty that I don't know if they could pull that off. Yeah, maybe they can. Maybe there's a way to do it, but I uh, I don't know. I don't know how she gets a jet to begin with, and then it turns invisible, and then she asks actually has to fly yeah. it somewhere. Like is. In the comics and in the like old Super Friends cartoons, she would fly in the jet, but you would see her mm-hmm. in the cockpit. Yeah. So to, <laughs> yeah. So to see Gal Gadot just like sitting in the <clears throat> cockpit of a plane oh that God. you can't see flying through the air like that, that would be hilarious. If they if they don't try to introduce that, I hope that's like a special feature, like a <laughs> bonus feature on a DVD one time where they just like did some test footage and just like Gal Gadot like <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> 
they're like, yeah, it didn't work. Mimicking didn't flying. Work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, but I guess, okay, and then I she, guess in yeah, this movie she, she can actually fly because I think she does at the very end. Is that um, what she, that was? I think she like hovers in the air or something like that. Oh, but I guess so. I, I don't know. There's a lot of like just kind of ethereal stuff going on at that point. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know why she didn't just fly the whole time then. Yeah. If she could well, do it. Yeah, and it's hard. Like, so I feel like a lot of this movie and kind of what we're getting into is like her learning about all the stuff um, mm-hmm. about the world, and then her learning about herself and the powers that she has. But I, I don't think it's communicated that well how she finally figures the powers out. Yeah. Um, like that jumping scene, like she just thought she could do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, where'd that come from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I it's, think I just the, don't get it. the comparisons between her the, and the people she was raised around versus her coming to, you know, man's world and London and everything and seeing a bunch of people that are just clearly physically weaker than her. I don't think that... Mm-hmm was maybe explored enough as it as it could be like uh, it would have been nice to like you were saying see some contrast between her abilities that she either figures out or knows she has and maybe some clarification yeah. on that versus yeah. what men who are quote unquote stronger yeah. are are able to do which is not a whole lot in this movie because everybody gets their ass kicked by her. <laughs> Which is fine. She's a superhero. So, That's what she does. Okay, so what what else does she have? Because she has, like, boots. I don't know if they're special or not, but she wears them. <laughs> they were a, made for walking. That's absolutely yep. true. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the boots are just part of her, her costume, part of her armor. Okay, so I guess. they're not, like, bulletproof. That you know of? Um, not that I'm are aware they, of, like, but <clears throat> in, in this movie, it, it looked like it was armor, so maybe they are bulletproof. Okay. It would have been great to see her like actually kick a bullet out of the air, if that were the oh, case. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I would have, um, yeah, I would have seen that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then she has the, the lasso of truth, which is... Yes. Uh, it compels people, whoever she wraps it around, to speak only the truth, like in the name. So uh, she wraps it around uh, Chris Pine's uh, hands at one point, or maybe all the way around him, and he is compelled to be honest with with whatever he's being asked, which is kind of a funny scene, but I don't think it was overly hilarious as as it was stated in some of the the reviews. I'm glad you brought up the the issue with powers, because one thing that you said cracked me up, um, because she has the, uh, the gauntlet lasers, at the end of the movie, and <laughs> I, I have no idea where that came from. That's not in the comics, to my knowledge. Um, I, I and we're firmly into spoiler territory uh, yeah. now. So if you have not seen I think the movie, the whole show really yeah, should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should put that up front uh, yeah. next time. But um, yeah, so Ares he fires some type of crazy magic lightning or something at her, and she absorbs it in her gauntlets. And then somehow, she fires it directly back at him. I don't know how she aims. I don't know how she stores it and, and shoots it. I can, I can see maybe absorbing absorbing that, which is fine. But uh, Or uh, earlier in the movie, she figures out she can cling her gauntlets together, and it makes a big, like, sonic boom oh, yeah. type of That's not a explosion. thing in the comics? Um, it might be. It, it, it's okay. kind of hard to tell. 
Uh, that was another power that I was like, I'll go with it, I guess, because <laughs> I have to. <laughs> you don't have any other choice but to go with it. Yeah. Like, it kind of makes sense that way. I mean, at least kind of makes sense because it uh, makes you kind of think of the Avengers with, like, Thor and Cap's shield when yeah. he does it like that big thing. But it's like you get some backstory about those, I guess, at that point. So mm-hmm. it, I accepted it more with that. But, I mean, I, I can get behind it. Just uh, all of these things, like, I would never know if they were part of the comic or not, you know. And, yeah, the, the, that explosion-type thing she does is similar to what the Hulk does in the Incredible Hulk movie, like, towards the end where he Ooh. brings his hands together. It, yeah, he does a, a thunderclap-type thing, and, mm-hmm. um, which is, is fine, but I, don't, I just don't understand how, like, where that lightning blast from her gauntlets came from. It just doesn't... It's, yeah. I, I can't... Well... I don't know where the writers came up with that. I still don't understand where Ares got lightning from because I was like, I thought that was Zeus's thing. Zeus is the one that can pull lightning bolts out and throw them at people. <laughs> right. Why is Ares doing that? <laughs> no. Yeah, there's and some I still confusion. don't think I have an explanation for that. No, and you won't. By God, you will not yeah. have one. No. Um, and, th- and that was another thing is the, the Ares reveal. Um, you know, in the, in the movie, we find out that Ares is, has something to do with World War One. We're not sure what it is. We're not even sure if that's a real thing. Um, but <laughs> eventually we find out that uh, Ares is part of World War One, and uh, he, Diana thinks he's one character, but turns out to be an entirely different character, which is a, I guess, a good surprise twist, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't I really suppose so. think it made a lot of sense. And I also didn't like, like, Ares is a Greek god, but the actor that plays him could not be more of a frail, like, Englishman if he tried to be. Yes. Like, even in the flashback. He, With his little he, mustache. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, man, I, I just don't, don't understand. When they, when they did the flashback, and it was literally just that same actor... With the same haircut, seemingly, <laughs> yeah. I think so. And, like, the same mustache. Yes. I was like, really? Yeah. He's not striking fear into me, man. No. No, this it's really this not. This isn't working. It, it, yeah, that, that whole, was a weird choice. That whole thing landed pretty flat with me. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is, <laughs> it is what it is. So then Ares <laughs> uh, turns into a giant CGI monster, still with a mustache, and uh, fights Wonder Woman in a fully rendered CGI background. Oh, and man, uh, it, it really sucked the, the air out of the, the scene. <laughs> so, yeah, that whole third act, I mean, we can just talk about that, I guess. Sure. It's It's just a mess. It's, you know, going back to the plot, which we haven't talked about in a while, but, you know, they're trying to capture these people. There's, like, a general um, who is funding the scientist to come up with, like, a new type of mustard gas and she's kind of disfigured her face over time or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they are trying to, like, steal notebooks from her to um, bring them to the Allies so they can, you know, do things with them or whatever and stop things. And it's it's played as if that general, though, like, he starts taking these drugs and he becomes, like, this, like, superhuman strength guy for a little bit. Oh, that's Uh, right. Which, again... It's, it's like a lot of this just reminded me of Captain America and they, it just felt like they stole things from it. And it's kind of like, they were like, we're, the DCEU is not doing that great. We shouldn't copy Marvel, but we should. And (laughs) that was one of them. It was just like, um, 
can't remember his name right now, but just like in Captain America, uh, with like Red Skull. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where he he's like a general or whatever, and he's like he has like a scientific kind of awkward lackey mm-hmm. who's developing all these weird weapons, and he starts taking some of these experimental weapons and becomes like superhuman strength. And I was like, okay, here we go again. But they play him off as like he's gonna be Ares, you know? That's who she thinks it is, and she's right. like chasing after. And for some reason, like I don't guess movies, but when I saw David Flew this. The, the guy who ends up being Ares, mm-hmm. uh, when I saw him on screen, I was like, oh, that's going to be Ares. <laughs> like, way early on. Yeah. And I just don't do that. And it usually means that it's either very, very obvious or I'm very bored. And yeah. usually combo, honestly. But, uh, but, yeah, any of that you want to touch on? Yeah, the I, I didn't pick up on it being him. Like, I didn't recognize that actor. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. what else he's been in. Um, Oh, Harry Potter. That's what. I oh, okay, from. okay. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of like a, a genre of actor yeah. type thing who's yeah. worked on Warner Brothers films before. So yeah. that, that kind of makes <laughs> sense. Then um, the studio actually owns him, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's working off an old gambling debt. <laughs> oh man, that poor bastard. Um, yeah, he's good for it though. <laughs> but uh, I, I had heard there was a a twist with Aries identity um i heard it okay. on a a non-spoiler version of the uh, the fat man on batman podcast um, so i knew there was some type of twist it wasn't going to be um that main general who gives himself weird superpowers at a certain point but um i didn't pick up on it being that guy because i was like look at him like why would yeah. <laughs> why would it be him maybe it was uh Somebody in, in no. she was traveling with one of her, her posses, which would have been kind of a cool twist. You know, she was traveling with him the whole time. But um, I don't Ooh, know. I that's, like just, that. that's just not the, the story they were wow. telling, evidently. That's already a better movie, by the way. Because <laughs> it was, I it was, wasn't getting. Go ahead. I was going to say it was Steve Trevor the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. It's like uh, another thing that they borrowed that bothered me from Captain America was like them going to a bar and getting this like multinational group of rogue soldiers together to go on a dangerous mission. Yeah. And I was like, okay, here we go again. But now if you mention that, I'm like, oh, man, if he had been there the whole time. That would have been cool. That would have been rad. Yeah. Man, I don't even know where I came up with that. It just kind of uh, poured out of me. That just happened. <laughs> oh, um, uh, one other thing, now that I'm, I'm kind of thinking back on it, one other thing that I liked is in the comics, um, Diana has been kind of a, a virgin of sorts. Like, um, mm-hmm. you never really see her sleeping with any of the love interests in her, her series, um, at least not until recently. But uh, in this movie, she actually sleeps with Steve Trevor. I mean, they, they go in a room and they kiss and the door shuts and we can kind of yeah. put the pieces together from there. We're just like She's holding hands. Eight, all eight volumes of <laughs> right. that sex manual or whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> to make a point to bring up for some reason. <laughs> that, that is true. Oh, I forgot. I think I just blocked that out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, let, let her have some fun. It happens to all the other, like, male superheroes. They're just, like, crushing <laughs> yeah, ass left true. and right. So, so yeah, go, <laughs> go get you some, Diana. Um, and uh, on the, the film as a whole, like, <clears throat> Patty Jenkins directed it. And I re- remember seeing Monster back when it 
came out on mm. a home video back in the day. And I remember liking the movie. I couldn't remember it entirely, but there are certain scenes that uh, I remember that I liked. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. It was actually yeah. pretty good. I think it, it won an Oscar, I believe. I think so, so yeah. yeah. Um, so when she was announced as coming on to this film, you know, there was a lot of excitement behind it, and understandably so. She was going to direct the second Thor movie, but she backed out of it because of, you know, oh, creative yeah, differences or that. whatever. Um, but, but, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, so coming over to Wonder Woman, it, it seemed like a, a female director with a female lead actress shooting a movie about the premier female superhero. Sounds like a great idea, but honestly, I wasn't a fan of some of the directing choices, but I'm, you know, trying to give her the benefit of the doubt as well, because from what I understand, there was some studio interference here and there. Um, one example I remember reading about today was the, uh, the fight in No Man's Land. She actually had to fight herself to, to get that done. Um, and from what I was reading, it was because the studio didn't want that big of a battle, uh, battle in the second act for some reason. Um, huh. They wanted to... I, I, I don't know. I just remember yeah. reading something <laughs> to the effect of the, the studio is like liking to save stuff like that for the end of the movie um, just because there's, I guess, maybe more of a budget to yeah, yeah. to spend. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I, well, I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, okay. No Man's Land. No Man's Land was uh, one of my my biggest scenes that I just don't understand. That's kind of why I was asking you about the, her costume earlier. Oh, like yeah. Her boots. Mm-hmm. Because she goes out there and it's like every single enemy across from them is shooting at her, at her shield. <laughs> and like yeah. nobody hits her in the toe uh-huh. or the knee or like, I was thinking like throws a grenade or moves to the side to get past the shield. Like it just, I was like, is her whole body bulletproof? <laughs> yeah. And we're just that's, not seeing it. Because, that's a good point. And and, and it seems yeah. like there are, mm-hmm. and, and for the people who haven't seen it, her her shield is a circular shield about the size of Captain America's. So it's not, it's not like she can just put it in front of her body like in three hundred and it blocks out you know three yeah. quarters of it. Um, it's a, a small shield that she tends to wear on her back most of the time. So. Um, the the idea of of that blocking every single bullet that gets fired her way is is <laughs> yes. pretty strange um but i guess it's one of those things they just expect you to go with but i yeah i had the the same reaction especially since you're on a, bo- a battlefield and there are ways you can maybe stage around that like if you put her in kind of a trench of some sort and maybe put some of the uh like the, the barricade, you know, those baggies in front of her or something to that effect to help block the, the rest of her body or, you know, something like that. Or evidently she can fly, so she can just, like, jump up in the air and then <laughs> crash down on them. Um, I, I, I don't know. But she hadn't suddently discovered that power <laughs> right. until later. Right, yeah. Uh, she, it just it, happens. I think it would have been cooler for her to maybe, like, run over or, like, I don't know, get into the tunnel and just have to fight her way through the tunnel. And it's all just her, you know, yeah, like that would be cool on top of the ground where nobody goes like for, for what I was going to say, the, the joke that I, when they were like, it's no man's land, I thought they were going to 
do a riff from Lord of the Rings and be like, I'm no man. And her, like, <laughs> run out there. I was so waiting for it. And I was like, all right, glad you didn't do that. That's good. Okay. Because it's already been done. Aren't those also Warner Brothers movies? Ooh, are they? I don't know. They're New Line. Oh, okay. Okay. So maybe I don't know if they, yeah, they did a co thing, but yeah, I think it's just okay. New Line. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm glad they didn't go that route, but uh, when she gets out there, I was just kind of like, okay, but this doesn't really make a lot of sense. And like every guy on you know her side like runs out there and stuff, and it just felt really cheap to me. Um, I thought about like Captain America, you know, in, in World War II, and it's like a real war that had real stakes, but they're mm-hmm. you know portraying it in this light fashion with a, a fake superhero placed in that moment. Same kind of thing, and there's lots of movies that I was talking about um, uh, X Men First Class and how they do like the Cuban Missile Crisis, and that's how they like they like affected that and everything. But uh, for this one, it felt like it cheapened that war to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, for one, it's like they basically said that World War One only happened because an old god. <laughs> wants us to get angry at each other and murder each other so he can be peaceful on Earth again by himself. And then to stop that, we just need one Amazonian Wonder Woman to come and make us all hug, and everything would be fine. And it just felt like, it's like, that was a real war. That was a real nasty war. And some of that just took it away from me. Like, for some reason in this movie, like, I was just, like, focused on that a lot, and I was like, yeah, but none of that happened. Uh, like in Captain America, they have like Hydra, so they make it different. You know, it's not like him just fighting the Nazis. He's fighting Hydra, right? But in this one, it's like she's just fighting the Germans, <laughs> right. and it's it's as if they just they were like, oh, no, you remember World War One when Wonder Woman came in and saved the day? <laughs> and it's like, no, that didn't happen. And it's like. You need to slightly skew the universe to make it believable to me, and uh, otherwise, I was just kind of like, I just don't believe that all these little things just don't really make sense to me, and they, it just like rubs me the wrong way almost of like that she can just walk in there and kind of end it all. She just kills Ares, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I had actually heard that. Uh, oh uh, man, what is that guy's name? Uh, General Ludendorff is an actual mm. like general in World War One, so he was an actual character. Which was a, a, a little bit odd that they would wow, go okay. that, that route because, as <laughs> as weird as the documentary Wonder Woman has shown us, he fought an Amazon <laughs> princess and gave himself superpowers at a certain point. Um, and, and actually, speaking of of him um, and the the directing not being kind of what I was hoping it would be, um, there's a a scene in a uh, it's like a, an airplane tower. Um, where yeah. she actually like kills him on top of the roof of that tower, and drives the sword right through his his uh, his chest to kill him, thinking that he's right Ares. The dick, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right through the well, she kicks him in the dick and then stabs him in the chest. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Just something I'm into. Um, but uh, <laughs> so she she kills him, thinks that's Ares, and expects the war to be over. But then she finds out, oh, it wasn't him. So she jumps off of the, the tower onto that kind of that second deck where she can stand around. And then she sees Harry Potter guy inside of that tower. And we know there's mm-hmm. going to have to be a battle that breaks out between them, except the, in the staging, the sword is still on the roof punctured through a dead guy. So huh. it, it, there's an, an awkward, like, 
cut there, or not a cut, yeah. but this way it's shot. Where she has to like get there. And has to retrieve the sword. So in that scene, as they're talking, it cuts back to Chris Pine and what his people are doing and saying that he's going to Captain America his plane into the ground. <laughs> or in, into, the, into the sky, I guess. Yeah. So then it, before it cuts back, you hear a, a whomp, like sound effect of Wonder Woman landing back on the ground or not on the ground, but like in that, that tower where she was standing before, but this time she has the sword in her hand. I thought, wow, that's a little bit awkward. So she like kills a guy. Yeah, she kills a guy on top of the roof of this thing, jumps down, talks to a guy for a while, jumps back up the, off screen, and then jumps back down, but we only hear the sound <laughs> effect of her doing it. So, so That makes yeah. total sense to me. I don't know why you have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, well shot, loved it. Um, and... I don't know, man. Like, in all the, the CGI backgrounds, like, there's a ton of it in that, that final battle with Ares um, and the, the No Man's Land scene. Um, and like you were saying, even the, yep. the Warriors, something Mascara, they were in C, CGI backgrounds as well. So it was just, like, way too much. And I don't know if that's due to studio interference saying, you know, we can't get you in these different locations, but here's a CGI budget to compensate for that and... <laughs> Hopefully you can make the best of it, but uh, hopefully they don't have those issues in, in the next movie. I would hope that after the success of this, they would do a little bit more. They could throw a little more money at this. And mm-hmm. uh, this, is, this seems like one of those circumstances where for some reason they did that background, money might be the answer. Maybe throwing more money at it actually will help. Yeah. Uh, then to do a little bit better on some of those things. Um, I was curious, uh, is there any, I guess first off, is there anything else in the plot you were wanted to mention um i keep we keep jumping around but just because it's my thoughts are all jumped around (laughs) (laughs) yeah me too um no i think that the plot is um it kind of is what it is um i mean and and i don't mean that in a bad way i just mean like it uh gets us from you know her on the island by herself to coming to essentially our world and becoming a a a mythic figure Um, yeah so um yeah, so it, that's where we are. Cool. Well, so I wanted. I was wondering your initial reaction straight out of the theater. Oh man, straight out of Compton. Um, as we were, <laughs> I, my my dear wife Brandy went with me as she goes to all of the movies I'm, I I want to go see. Um, all the ones you drag her to. All the ones I drag her to. Let's be honest. Let's sure. just air it sure. out right now. She doesn't want to see any of these movies, but she's a champ. And uh, as we were walking out of the movie, she looked at me and I could she had a, a kind of a smirk on her face she was like so what'd you think and I was like well what do you think <laughs> <laughs> you shoot first um and I, cause I, I was curious as to what she would think um she she doesn't really mind going to see my superhero movies um she likes just independent of me she likes the the Marvel ones better and then the Hellboy movies just because they're more fun there's a lot more um humor yeah. and more heart to him so i was curious how she would feel about this um and she was also not a fan of it so it's not just yeah. us being haters <laughs> you know because we have y chromosomes see uh on that note it also it actually with with my wife who went to see with me it helped her because she actually got to see one Woman movie that she didn't really care about, but she liked it, I think, because she went at really low expectations. <laughs> right, so, yeah. Uh, but, 
but yeah so what what did you think um i i thought it was average you know um yeah to me in, in my head when i compare it to another series of superhero movies i compare it to the what we talked about last episode the two amazing spider-man movies where yeah. the two lead actors were not the problem with the film i think it was just the film itself kind of got away from the creators of the film mm-hmm. um i mean i i thought it was okay um i probably would watch it again later down the road but it's not something i'm i'm jumping to see again yeah. or to to buy if it shows up on itunes on on sale i might uh, jump on it but uh, i mean what, you pretty much buy all superhero movies well that's I've, still true I've, I've restrained myself i really <laughs> have recently so yeah i haven't i haven't bought that uh the newest x-men movie apocalypse i did go see it but i i haven't bought it um and you i know, didn't even see it really <laughs> <laughs> i heard it was too bad i can't put myself through it i'm scared yeah, yeah it's uh it, it's rough it's rough on that one after you and i talked about days of future past and how we revisited that a few months or whatever a year after watching it and it wasn't as good i was like fuck yeah yeah that was sad that kind of ruins it um, <laughs> it does <laughs> Yeah, for uh, for me, I I left the theater. I went with see with like my whole family, and uh, which I haven't done in God forever years, and um, they all pretty much liked it overall. But um, I like got in the car, and basically we were talking about it. My dad and my wife and I, Amanda and I, and um, they were just talking about it a whole lot. And my dad grew up reading the comics, oh, and so yeah, he was right. talking about reading the comics and stuff. Yeah, and. Um, and about how things are different in the movie and, like, whatever, a little bit. And and then Amanda was like, Stephen, you haven't really said much. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I think I know what that means. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was pretty clear. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Um, and, I, and there's a lot to that, like, we've talked about. But um, it's, it's like I didn't want to ruin it for anybody else that did like it. And, like I was saying, like, she liked it more than she thought. But yeah. it, it wasn't hitting it for me. Yeah, when the movie came out at the beginning of June, I didn't have a chance to go see it. Um, so it had been out in theaters for, I think, a few weeks before I got to go see it. And, um, you know, some of that hype was built up. And I have coworkers who are women who went to go see it, and they said they loved it. And we all kind of generally agree about, you know, the, the, the same kind of genre movies that we like. Yeah. So, you know, I was looking forward to this. I still kept my expectations low because of BVS and all the other movies. But, yep. um, yeah, it just it didn't, uh, didn't really do much for me personally. So I meant to say this way early on in the podcast. Uh, spoiler alert. But, spoiler alert. <laughs> we did mean to say that earlier. Yeah. But um, I... I have recently just fully out, you know, come out and said that I am like 100% a Marvel fanboy. Yeah. Um, I kind of resisted that for a while, um, just for my own way to be like, no, I'm giving things a shot, but none of the DC movies have excited me. And it's almost like gotten to a point where I've forgotten that I used to actually like Superman and Batman. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like the movies and stuff. Like I grew up on a lot of those movies. Um, Nolan's Batman movies are phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, it'd be fun to record a little podcast about those someday. Sure. But um, these have gotten to the point where I'm like, I watch the trailers for like Justice League and I just, I zone out. I just do not care. Yes. None of these, like, none of the characters interest me at all. 
Um, the aesthetic of the movies don't interest me at all. And this one was definitely better, and it's a step in the right direction, but it, it didn't elevate anything for me. I, I definitely went in there with really low expectations, thinking I wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. And some movies I go into that I'm like, this is going to be shit, and it is shit. And I know partly like it's because I'm like, yeah... <laughs> I wanted it to be, and this wasn't the case. Like, <laughs> it's not that movie. I didn't want it to be good. <laughs> it's not that I didn't want it to be good. It's just that I didn't. I was just like, it won't be. Like, I just kind of like settled on that, and and it didn't deliver anything more. Like we were talking about in the last podcast, like Iron Man. I didn't know much about, and I wasn't really excited for, but uh, it won me over, and you know, kind of. That this could have been that, and it just it just wasn't. So yep. um, yeah, when I left the theater, I was just like, yeah, it it just was not quite there. Yeah, uh, by far the best in the DC movies, but that's yeah. It. And I remember reading a uh, an article recently about why the DC movies don't necessarily like resonate well with moviegoers, mm-hmm. and not not just me because I'm also a Marvel guy, but you know I like kind of a little bit of everything really. Um, a good movie is a good movie, right? So yep. um, what I had heard is that the DC movies don't really have much of a character arc. Like the characters are who they are at the beginning of the movie and then they just stay that same course throughout the rest of the the, mil- uh, the, the film. Um, mm-hmm. Like you were saying in Iron Man, we see Iron Man or Tony Stark being kind of a uh, yeah. warmongering type of um, asswipe who... <laughs> you know, chunks up the deuce at, at the camera telling people not to put the picture on MySpace when that was a thing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we kind of see him turn things around through the course of the movie. And um, it's just some, like, heart that's in the movie. No pun intended. Yeah. He has, doesn't really Oh, wow, yeah. That one. But, um, yeah, we that's... don't have that with Wonder Woman um, or really any of the DC movies. Wonder Woman starts mm. out with Diana wanting to be a, a warrior, and it ends with her becoming a warrior but i mean it's essentially the the same thing you know there's no real like major path that she goes on to change her mind or change her character about anything um and then the same thing with man of steel like clark at the beginning of the movie he's on that oil rig and he starts out just like saving people right there so we know he's a hero from the jump, so really all he does is get a costume change and shaves, and then <laughs> then he like kills a guy. Spoiler alert: Superman oh kills somebody <laughs> in a movie. <sighs> that movie too. Yeah, um, yeah and for Wonder Woman, I, I feel like somebody could argue that uh, she did have an arc, but I feel like if anything, the most of it was just told to us. It wasn't really shown, like. The same way with her, like, powers and stuff and, like, what she is capable of and how she learned them. They were just kind of like, well, here it is. Um, take it or leave it, and you're going to take it because here's the next scene. <laughs> right. And, and the arc, too, like, I feel like there's she changed somewhat. Like, um, I was reading about it, too, and it almost kind of helped me just re- to read about it instead of watching it because it kind of explained it better. But it's like she was like, yeah, she wants to be a warrior, and she's like, the world is good. And then she's like, oh, people are just bad because of Ares. And then it's like, oh, people are bad. And then she remembers her love for Steve Trevor after the mm-hmm. week they've been together or something. Yeah. And he must have a huge dick <laughs> in that scene. <laughs> something changed, man. 
But uh, canonically, yes, he does sense? have a, a huge wiener. Everybody knows. <laughs> that's, yeah, I didn't realize they used to do that. In college. That's nice. Oh, all the time. That's a nice character trait. Okay, yep. that's good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> but it's like she kind of like realizes that, and then she's like, "No, I want like humans are good, and there's good out there, and I want to fight for that." And, like that's the most of it. Like mm-hmm. there's not much there, and what's there is basically just shown or told to us i didn't really feel any connection to her or her story yeah um yeah so definitely kind of lacking there that that's a good point yeah the the connections are a big issue with uh, the dc movies at least for me i know yeah that's a good point i know there are people out there who love this movie and i mean that's that's their thing you know um maybe it just speaks to them in a way that it doesn't speak to me or you um, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad it exists for somebody out there and I'm glad that this gives women a, a hero of their own. And, um, uh, I am looking forward to seeing her show up in another, you know, DC movie. Um, if I were planning to see another DC movie, uh, this, <laughs> this really didn't, I really feel like this film cemented for me that, you know, this film franchise isn't my thing, you know, like yeah. I've got my Marvel movies, I'll stick with that. Um, and, uh, you know, anything with dinosaurs in it, that's kind of my, my thing. <laughs> so, um, I was yeah. watching Jurassic world earlier today. Oh man. So good. Like, I, I understand it yesterday. <laughs> I understand it has flaws, but I just love it so much it's as so dinosaurs, good. dinosaurs fighting yeah. dinosaurs, fighting dinosaurs. It's Can't awesome. It. Um, yeah. but yeah, well, walking out of this movie, um, it didn't have me excited to see justice league. Um, and I've, you know, I've seen the, the trailer for justice league uh, another couple of times since, and it just doesn't, doesn't get me there. And I love the flash TV show. So yeah, I, I was curious at a certain point to see, you know, the flash on, you know, in the, in the DC EU movies, but you know, I think I'm, I'm good. You know, I've, I've yeah. got my fill <laughs> at this point, which is, which sucks. And it's really crazy for me to hear that from you. Um, I'm definitely with you on there because they were they were already losing me early on, and it has not gotten any better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, for you, you know, like you, like I said earlier, like you used to be the guy that I knew that not only had one copy of Daredevil, you had Daredevil on the director's <laughs> cut as well. You had both copies. You know, and you gotta have you them bought both. everything. Yes. I guess so. No, and I had <laughs> I had two copies of Electra as well. One the regular yes. version and one director's yes. cut. There was like two minutes worth of difference, and I couldn't tell you what it yeah. was. Yeah, but it's like that was your thing. Like you just supported all of it. it was mm-hmm. you know what I I think uh, you had mentioned at the time. Like uh, like with this, like we'll support it. I, I wanted to go to the theater. I don't care for the DC movies, and I don't want to really pay a whole lot for them. So like I waited yeah. for Batman v Superman to come out on iTunes <laughs> so I could just rent it for cheaper. Yeah. Um, I still haven't seen Suicide Squad, but if I did, it would it would be like on HBO. Um, and then with this one, it's like, I, I only wanted to go to the theater because my brother invited me. And then because I would like to support just the idea of it so that, uh, we can get more of this stuff out there. And I really do hope that Hollywood and not just WB and and the DC universe that they like take that and run with it and do more with her or whatever female Mm -hmm. characters. But I hope that Marvel takes a lesson out of that. I mean, they have, uh, is it Captain Marvel coming up? Yes, yeah, in uh, 2019, yeah. I believe, yeah. And yeah. That's one I'm, I'm really looking forward to. She's one of my favorite yes. uh, superheroes, let alone, you know, female superheroes. Oh, cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I don't know much about yeah. her, so yeah, I'd love to kind of learn about her. 
coming up to that to that movie or whatever, we should talk about that. It'd be cool. Sure. But uh, did you? So we both seen this a while ago. We just wanted to talk about it. So I've definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I read through the Wikipedia today. I've seen the Rotten Tomatoes and everything like that. So mm-hmm. uh, this won't be the same thing of us trying to guess that, but it has a whopping ninety two percent. On Rotten Tomatoes, and this is one I, I cannot disagree with more. Uh, I think it's clear from both of our reviews here. But holy shit, um, <laughs> it's so high. Well, <laughs> they must be so high as well to give it a score. Oh my god, that that uh, high. Um, so on the audience score, I noticed that that one was actually slightly mm-hmm. lower at ninety percent. So weird because usually the audience score is like above the critic score because yeah. audience are like fucking robots, Transformers, awesome. <laughs> like let's go with it, you know. But man, so I looked up the DC EU. Started with Man of Steel is a fifty-five, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice is a twenty-seven. Went way down. Suicide Squad right after that at a twenty-five, and then it mm-hmm. jumps up to a ninety-two for Wonder Woman, and it just blows my fucking mind <laughs> yeah is there that much of a of a curve on the quality uh, between these I movies I think that this one is as close to if, if Man of Steel is the pinnacle of the DCEU before Wonder Woman it's the closest to that it's better than that but it's the closest um, but I, def- I don't know like I also looked at the MCU some of the ones we talked about in the last episode that kind of are in this range Iron Man has a 94 Captain America, the first uh, or the first Avenger, Captain America, uh, as an eighty percent. Winter Soldier as an eighty nine. The Avengers has a ninety two matching this, and Spider Man Homecoming has a ninety two matching this. Which I just can't even. I can't even. <laughs> it's just too too much. It's just too much. <laughs> it's too much. Like to the take fact it. that they are, that the Avengers and Spider Man Homecoming are at the same level as this. That is just. That's just untrue. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can see, like, this one has a lot of similarities to Captain America, and some things it borrows outright that I thought were stupid. Mm-hmm. But some things I understood, like, they just are inherently similar characters. Yeah. Um, they both believe in the good of people. They're both just trying to be good for people and help people. Yeah. Like, similar color palettes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the time periods, obviously, for the movies and stuff and the wars, whatever, like... Some of that was too similar, but some of it I totally understand. And Captain America is a movie that I like a lot, but some of the effects aren't great. And it still was, like, early in the, in the MCU, and it felt like they were still figuring things out. And so, like, I feel like I would not give it this, but I could see Wonder Woman at an 80%. Like, I could see it matching Captain America to me. Sure, sure. Does that make sense? Like, do you feel that same way? Yeah, I was going to say somewhere in the, like, mid-70s, low-80s, kind of somewhere in that yeah. that range. Yeah. Like, it just... It, that's, And that's not what I think, because mine's lower than that. <laughs> but <laughs> I I think that's what people would think about it, and I'm, I'm just so shocked that it's this high. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit people being like, it's the first good female superhero movie, and we're going to run with it. And it's like, you, we all deserve better, though. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that they can do better with the sequel. I, I'm intrigued by where they go with it. I'm not sure what time period they're talking about, if it's just going to be modern, modern now. But uh, I'm hoping kind of just that. Like, I just want to see her now and just do her own thing. And yeah. maybe that'll be better. Like, like, Winter Soldier stepped up the game. 
for Captain America. I hope, yeah. I hope they're able to step up this. You know, me too. Yeah, that'd be be great if they can do that that big of a leap forward in quality. Yeah. That would be yeah, that'd be incredible. I don't know that either of us would go see that movie at that point because <laughs> Justice League will be out by then. Yeah, we've just been burned a lot of so many things. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, wh- where would this fall for you on a scale of one to ten? Oh my god, um, I'd give it probably like a uh, honestly, I'd give it like a six. Same, um, absolutely so, same. Yeah, kind of just above average for me. Yeah, uh, just because. Gal Gadot and uh, Chris Pine are just so charming in their roles. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's just above average, and it's one of those things like we were talking about last time, where it's like the enjoyability factors that we were voting on, or is it like like I do, where I like to kind of cross reference it with other movies. And I didn't look anything up. I haven't. Ri- I don't remember writing a review for this movie yet. Actually, I need to do that, but. Um, for my other like fives and sixes and see like uh-huh. kind of where it falls in my other my other reviews um, I think there are some fives that I've that, like movies I've given fives that I think are probably actually more enjoyable <laughs> but yeah. there are some things I'll give it up for this one and uh, in the same vein where like uh, Baby Driver and Spider-Man Homecoming stuck with me for days in a really mm-hmm. good way and like I really just couldn't stop thinking about them this one has there's some there's been some moments that have come back to me a little bit over time that I'll like kind of chuckle at or I'll remember and I'm like yeah that was kind of cool or whatever so there's some little things that kind of elevate a little bit of above a five for me yeah um, not a lot <laughs> but <laughs> yeah I I, but a wanted, bit. I wanted to give it a seven but I just I I couldn't get there yeah. personally with it. Um, Mine was definitely a, the five six struggle that's what I was going yeah. for. <laughs> I settled on a six. So. Yeah, yeah. I got to be honest with myself and just and stick with that uh, that six yeah. there. So, um, oh man. But yeah, so that was the the uh, Wonder Woman review. All right. Yeah. So uh, we've been trying to keep this episode a little bit shorter, and it's still going pretty long already. But <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, but let's talk about stuff we like. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have something? In, that you were going I, to talk about on your end yet? I actually don't have much today. I don't, okay. I don't know if I have anything, so why don't you go ahead? Okay. Okay. So the the thing I wanted to talk about today is Linkin Park. Um, Linkin Park is Stuff I Like. It's a band that I followed ever since I was in high school. Um, I think their first album came out when I was a senior in high school. And, um, you know, back in the day I used to play in bands. I was a DJ in a band. And any band that had a DJ, I was all about. So um, they were definitely something that I was interested in. But overall, I just liked all of their songs on that album. And then the same thing through the next album. Um, so I, I've, I've kind of followed their career ever since. Um, today, as we are recording this on July 20th, um, their lead singer, Chester Bennington, uh, evidently committed suicide. And... Um, it's something that, you know, when Michael Jackson died or Prince died or David Bowie died, um, that really affected people. And even though I didn't necessarily listen to those artists uh, or didn't follow them or anything like that, it still, you know, affected me a little bit. Um, then Chris Cornell of Soundgarden died a couple months ago. That hit a little bit closer to home, but I was never really a, a huge Soundgarden fan beyond what I hear on the radio. But uh, Linkin Park, that's like one of my 
big three bands that I, I always check out all of their songs on their albums when they release. So um, to hear about Chester's passing really kind of hit home with me. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> I had planned on talking about their, their newest album um, in the next couple of episodes anyway, but I wanted to go ahead and, uh, and mention Linkin Park as a band that, um, that I think everybody likes at least one Linkin Park song. Sometimes you may not know that it's them uh, performing the song when you hear it on the radio, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a big deal for me. So um, yeah, wanted to uh, give props to uh, their work up to this point so far. And, you know, um, I've got some mental disorders that run in my family as well. And, uh, you know, having this, the idea of this person in my life since I was little, um, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking for me. So, um, Mm -hmm. if, you know, anybody's listening to this, I don't know why you would, but if you're listening to this (laughs) and and you're having, you know, thoughts like that, um, call the national suicide prevention lifeline 1-800-273-8255 and speak with somebody because, you know, kind of being trapped with all these weird thoughts in your head, it's, it's not good. I mean, it's a mental disease. We as society don't really bring that the level of respect and attention that it needs. Um, people think, oh, you know, he's a rock star. He's got a, you know, a hot wife, got this great life. How can you be so sad about it? That's like getting lung cancer and being like, you've got a Lamborghini. Why do you have lung cancer? <laughs> so... Um, Definitely, yeah. you know, um, definitely something to to watch out for if you've got, you know, kind of strange thoughts or anything like that, um, because the world is better with you here. So why not stay in it for a while? Well said. Yeah. So that's mine. What what did you want to talk about? What's some stuff you like, Stephen? Oh, man. I got a lot of stuff I like. I like the whiskey that I'm drinking right now, which is... <laughs> Bullet bourbon rye, rye bourbon. Nice. That's pretty much it. I don't really have much <laughs> right now. Um, we talked about doing a uh, uh, a drink to the to the fallen, drink to the lost. Yeah. Um, kind of a pour one out for our homies type of thing. So sure. Yeah, I've got my uh, my fireball whiskey here in my my flask. I keep in the fridge. So excellent. So I'm ready to go. So uh, yeah, this one is uh, this one's for you, uh, Chester. To Chester. Mm, warm because it's been sitting here the whole time. <laughs> Delicious. It's kind of that weird uh, coming down from lukewarm type of uh, flavor. Oh yeah, you know, so. that's but, the greatest uh, time to drink whiskey. But well, uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, probably the best spot to end it. It's a sad day, obviously, and uh, you know we we wish the best to um, his family and friends uh, in this hard time and. Uh, and all the fans as well, because that's that's very hard for everybody. So, yep. um, yeah, pretty much pretty much all we got today. Ending on a high note tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but life goes on, and we will be back with more reviews and talks. And uh, come back next week. Listen to our podcast. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Get us to those six followers that we were desperately needing. <laughs> That's the so stretch we can stay goal. Stay alive. <laughs> That's the stretch goal. We'd be happy yeah. with four. 
Honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because two of them were us. So, yeah, we just need four more, and, and we're Our good. Our wives. Well, your wife. Mine's not going to listen. <laughs> That's right. We talked about that earlier. She won't even listen. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so uh, we'll come up with a different movie that you like to destroy next week, and uh, we'll Excellent. talk about that. Excellent. All right, well, I will see you next week, and uh, come back. Let's talk about stuff. Hell yeah, let's talk about stuff. See ya. All right. Bye.